The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. It's a big time week. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Wedge, part of the Early Edge universe. We break down every single Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time, or if you're watching on demand, we welcome you as well. This is the final regular season events on the PGA Tour schedule. Last year, Tom Kim got the job done after starting the event with a quadruple bogey. Still came back to get it done and qualify for the playoffs. So this week, so many different storylines. Who's going to make the top 125? Who's going to make it into the playoffs, the top 70? What do the odds look like? Let's go ahead and take a look at those. Before I bring in the stars of the show, Russell Henley. He's got a really good history at this course, Sedgefield uh, Country Club, plus 1,800. You see several, like Hideki's right there. Sunjay should not be that high. JT Post and last week, my new favorite player. I don't come here for second place. You're a boss, JT Poston, and I've got three bosses ready to join me right now. They've been here all year long, and I could not be more honored and thrilled to share the final with these three right here. Patrick McDonald, the counselor of Cassina John, of course, the incredible, talented Steve Scott, who, by the way, if you follow us at Sportsline, I have videos up there. You saw one this morning in the morning show, two more to be posted later today and also tomorrow. So, Steve, I'm going to start with you because I know you don't like to tout yourself. You don't like to talk about yourself, so I will. 2019, Carolina's PGA. Steve Scott played in this event. Take me through the course. Take me through what the players are facing. Yeah, great to be with you all. Uh, awesome time. It's the Wyndham. It's the last event of the year. And we've got seven blind tee shots here at Sedgefield. This is very unique. Not many courses have this at all. And we've got seven blind tee shots. So local knowledge this week is going to be so critical in how these players navigate the golf course. You're going to want to pick players who have had a little bit of history around here. I mean, guys like Webb Simpson, uh, we'll talk about. They've got really good history around here. I know they haven't played well, but this is a horses for courses sort of place. There's two par fives only on this golf course. They are very gettable. They are reachable by basically everybody in the field. They're under 550 yards. One of them plays downhill, plays even shorter. They're always the two easiest courses. So you don't necessarily need players who really send it off the tee, who are great par five players, for example. Uh, Finally, these Donald Ross greens, they're very slopey. So you have to keep the ball underneath the hole. Sometimes being hole high is not great here. So you need iron players who can really position the ball underneath the hole, give themselves some straight uphill putts. Think about what happened the last few years. You mentioned Coach Tom Kim 
uh, last year. He shot 27 on the front nine on Sunday. You got to make some putts. So great putting also in conjunction with that great iron play. Kevin Kisner the year before, eighth in strokes game putting. Jim Herman the year before that, third in strokes game putting. So it's a definitely a trend around these parts of Sedgefield. The man walked the course yesterday. I will ask you this again. Do you want to do the work? I didn't think so. <laughs> but now with all that description, all of that that the players are going to have to face this week, who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be the couple names that rise to the top of the leaderboard? Counselor, I'm thinking maybe this could be a week for a non-household name to light the trophy. Coach, I think you're exactly right. I mean, this is one of those situations where the big names that are here are, are kind of here for a reason. They're mostly jockeying for FedEx Cup playoff positioning, and it's because they've been sort of floundering this season in a lot of ways. Hideki Matsuyama, Sung J.M., Sam Burns, who's been okay, but like, there's a lot of names up at the top that don't instill a ton of confidence in me. And so while I don't think this is necessarily a long shot week, by long shot, I'm talking 80 to 1, 90 to 100 to 1, I do think a lot of the guys in this 30 to 60 60 to 70 to one range. These, like you said, non-household names like a Thomas Dietrich, for example, or an Adam Shank. These are these are guys kind of down the board or even a Steven Yeager who's up the board a little bit. Some of those names, I think they can really make a name for themselves themselves at this particular tournament. And I really think we're going to see a guy in that 30, 40, 50 to one range uh, perhaps take this tournament down. Nathan in the chat says, currently in second for my golf pick. I'm with three weeks to go. I need to make a move this week, but only have Burns, McCarthy, Lowry, Siwoo Kim. I will take whoever Sia says. Whoa. That's a lot of pressure. I feel like, okay, here's the thing. I, I'm going to answer this, but I feel like I need more details because I don't know how much risk to take here because uh, I think Sam Burns is interesting if you want to go risky, but if you want to go safe, I think Denny and Siwoo Kim are probably the place. Just like JT Poston, Nathan is not here for second place. So he needs, this is where you get the most points. You know, it's a one and done league is what he's doing. It's a one and done league. So with three weeks to go, he's got four players left. Well, but it, it, it's done this week. So there is no more risk. It's who do you think is going to finish the highest? Yeah, I, I think I would probably go. It's between Denny and Siwoo. I'd probably go Denny. So would I. Patrick over there. I know Patrick loves himself. Yeah. So McCarthy this yeah. week. All right. Next now. question. <laughs> now, last week, as I was calling the 3M Open, and by the way, thank you, Big Cheesy, for thinking that I did a decent job on the mic last week. But I was talking all week, top 70, top 125, but there were other players like Cam Young, like Hideki Matsuyama, that were already safely in. But we know now it's about getting to the highest point because of the staggered finish at the Tour Championship. What are you looking at this week? I'm looking at those other bubbles, Coach. Like you said, a lot will be made of the top 70 getting into the next week uh, for the playoffs, like a Justin Thomas, Adam Scott, Shane Lowry. But there's there's those other tiers. Uh, top 10 this week, you finish inside the top 10 of the Comcast Business Sports uh, regular season, you you cash an extra million. So that's why Sam Burns is here this week. He's 18th <laughs> in the FedEx Cup. Sibu Kim has a chance to get inside the top 10 as well should he win. So he'll not only be cashing that $1.3 million at the weekend, but an extra million as well and then like you said coach the top 50 jt Poston, after a really great month is just narrowly inside the top 50 someone like a uh, hideki matsuyama is on the outside you think tour championship russell henley sung jm adam hadwin all just outside that cutoff uh for atlanta so yes 
you got to make it into the playoffs first, but there's a lot of guys here who are already in the playoffs and looking for uh, better positioning. There are a lot of people in the chat right now that are talking about Justin Thomas. He's the biggest name here this week, but he's well outside. He's 78th or 79th in the FedEx Cup, so basically he needs a top 10. He needs a top 10 to get in. He got all my respect last week when he went out on Saturday after missing the cut and practiced in front of everybody. In front of everybody after missing the cut. Tip of the cap to you, JT. Now, it's time to get to our picks for the board. And you know when I got these three guys, we're going to be absolute fire. We did really well last week, but we're laser focused for this week. So many of you out there, you love to do fantasy, a little DFS. So that's where we're going to go first. See in a shot. I need three that I can play and give me a fate. Yeah, let's start in that sort of middle range where I, I think I want to live in the outright market, too. We're going to go Alex Smalley at 8,100. First of all, really good history here. Uh, Steve might be able to clarify here. I think he's from uh, North Carolina as well. But uh, yeah. Smalley, 13th and 29th, his only two times here. And really, if you look at the ball striking, it's really good. The putter can be up and down for Alex Smalley. But when we're talking DFS and we're talking about a guy who can go out and win a tournament in the 8K range, I think Alex Smalley really qualifies there. Honestly, because of his upside, I'd probably put him at 85 8600 so i think he's underpriced adam shank is another guy he's very interesting because we know over his last seven tournaments adam shank has been top seven or better in four of them mm -hmm. the interesting part is twofold one is the other three tournaments he missed the cut and he's been really bad at the Wyndham championship but i gotta respect the recent play more than i respect the course history i know this is sort of a, a stickier course where you want to go with course history i think adam shank is the exception to that rule i love what i'm seeing with the ball striking he can absolutely Absolutely spike with the putter. I think 7,400 is a bargain. Just know that this is DFS, and he, he could easily miss the tournament, but he can also top seven, top five, maybe even win this thing for you. Finally, Doug Gim. Listen, I feel like I'm on repeat here. All I do is gim, 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 no matter what. 7,200, I still think, is fair value on Doug Gim. He, he, was, he actually floundered last Thursday, but what did he do the next day? Minus eight. He is a player that when the putter is decent, we know the ball striking is going to be great. I like him at 7,200. Finally, my fade, I'll keep this short. Sung J.M., good on this course, but the play just hasn't been good. I'm not paying top price, 10,800 for Sung J.M., period. It's shocking that he is that high. Steve, really quickly, does it help yep. to be from North Carolina to play in these conditions with this grass at this course? Oh, with, without a shadow of a doubt, and I'm going to share that with you in a moment. But Alex Smalley, he's not only from North Carolina, he's a member at Sedgefield. Yeah. He's a member. Keep that in mind. That's mm -hmm. huge knowledge. Hashtag educate and entertain. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. We are the best <laughs> show in America. I didn't even know that and walked right into mm. it. Mm. Pat, so good. So good. Patrick, <laughs> talk to me. Yeah, I think the main problem with Alex Smalley, though, is he went to Duke. So keep that in mind when, <laughs> when you're doing your handicapping. Um, you know, that, that, that you got to You got to factor that in. But I'm yeah, going too. back to the well with uh, with J.J. Spawn. I just can't quit him. I know I, I love to see his Doug Gim play. I'm going back to the well with J.J. Spawn. Three straight made cuts, had the top 10 there at the Barracuda. 15th in the approach over the last three months. He contended at the Sony Open. You see a lot of crossover between these two courses, Wiley Country Club and Sedgefield Country Club. Um, so I, I like Spawn from that respect. I think he's really close to putting together a really good start. And then Brendan Todd, like Steve said, put the ball in the fairway, wedge it close, make a boatload of putts. That's Brendan Todd to a T. We saw him there at the John Deere Classic, finish runner-up alongside Alex Smalley, uh, two Sepp Straka. He's playing great. Anytime you can get Brendan Todd on a shorter positional golf course, I think it's a buy opportunity. And Andrew Putnam, kind of the same case as Todd, but 
He's top 10 in approach and putting over his last three months. Top 20 in driving accuracy. He gained over four strokes on approach at both the Open and the Scottish Open. I think he's really close to knocking down the door. And at 7,200 is a very tasty price. And then I am fading Adam Scott at 9,700. I just really have no interest in playing him, uh, you know, near the 10 grand mark when you have real winning upside with, I know Sam Burns is a bit more volatile. Sung JM is a bit more volatile, but I see a lot more upside in their winning potential uh, compared to Adam Scott. I hope you all are really listening to my three guys and what they're saying. It's not necessarily the biggest name that's going to play well this week. It's going to be the hottest player, the guy that's in form, the guy that has something to play for. All those things matter this week. Uh, Nola Face in the chat says, Coach, you're talking about the wrong JT. Posted as a player to keep an eye on this week. Nola Face, be very, very patient. You don't think I know that? I cashed him last week, plus 280. I'm going to do it again this week, but I respect that. Stay tuned. Now, time to move it along. But before we get to what Sia likes to call his bread and butter, we got to pay these pesky little bills. Let me try that again. These pesky little bills. Let's hear from one of our incredible partners. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Rick in the chat says simply Steve Scott with three exclamation Woo! points. That's the way I feel every day. That's the way What's I up, feel Rick? every day. <laughs> all right now i said that sia likes to call this his bread and butter he's got a lot of different names multiple personalities but he is a first round leader beast patrick's really really good too and steve scott almost cashed a couple so far this year they're all three really really good but counselor i'm going to come to you first where are we going yeah, I only have three here in this particular section, but I'll mention in the long shot section, you're going to see a few more. I'm going to start with Sam Burns. I think Sam Burns, and I know somebody in the chat was asking about him uh, for their one and done. I think he's a really interesting case just in this tournament in general. As far as the first round leader is concerned, listen, we know Sam Burns can get hot, specifically with the putter. My hope is Sam Burns clubs down, which I think a lot of these heavy hitters are going to do, keep themselves in the fairway. And if he gets hot on approach and with the putter, by the way, this is a morning tea time for him, uh, I think he's, 
he could absolutely dial in a first round leader at 40 to one. Steven Yeager at 55 to one. Another morning tea time. I'm mentioning the tea times because I do have a couple afternoon guys, Smalley being one of them. But Steven Yeager at 55 to one. Listen, if you look at this guy's metrics, it is he's he's blowing everything off the page in terms of off the tee approach with the putter. Like this is a guy that I think is ready to win. And, and I don't know if it's going to be this week, but I think from a first round leader standpoint, we've actually seen him spike there. So I like that. And then Alex Smalley afternoon tea time. I'm just on Alex Smalley. I mean, Steve Scott just told, told us he's a member at this club. But other than that, I mean, we have the, the history there. But other than that, the metrics look so good. The putter can spike. Maybe he doesn't win the tournament, but a first-round leader is definitely in play, even in the afternoon, because I don't expect the wins to be super high in the afternoon. That's why I have a couple of guys you'll see, especially in the long shot section, um, that also have an afternoon tee time. All we have to do is go back two days, two, to see a guy like Steven Yeager, a guy like Alex Smalley raise the trophy. His name is Lee Hodges. These guys are right in that sweet spot. By the way, Joe says, see his late 90s, early 2000s pop culture is unmatched. I agree. I agree. All right. Now, Steve Scott, you're kind of new to the whole golf betting thing, but you have taken it to it like a fish to water. And it warmed my heart. And I can't even remember the tournament. But when your guy was tied at the top at the end of the front, you're like, Coach, I think I've got a winner. And then we just got, got hosed at the end. But I love the enthusiasm. Where are we yeah. going this week, sir? Yeah, look, I got three of them. Siwoo Kim, let's start with him at plus 4,000. He's had three top fives here in the last five years, and he's 15th in first-round scoring on the PGA Tour this year. He's my only guy out of these three that tee off in the afternoon, however. He's 1249. But Siwoo, I think, is a pretty solid pick right here. And the other two are in the morning. Adam Scott sees off at 745. He was tied for second here two years ago, and he has a lot to play for this week at 81st in the FedEx Cup, and he's fifth in strokes in a first-round scoring average on tour this year. So he gets out of the blocks really fast. Now, the last one is kind of a local product from here who's bur bursted onto the scene, uh, Akshay Batia, uh, 723 tee off, plus 7,000. I think you gotta you got to put a little bit on him, too. He's really solid in strokes gain approach. And most importantly, we talked about these Bermuda greens, these grainy greens they have here at Sedgefield. All of his best tournaments this year, a base other than his win at the Barracuda, happened on these grainy Bermuda, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Bermuda, uh, even on the Corn Ferry Tour in the Bahamas. Uh, and he grew up nearby in Wake Forest, North Carolina, which is right near Raleigh. So very comfortable in these surroundings is Batia. I'm begging him to eat a burger, though. Put on some weight. Put on some he, meat. He has to. He has to run around in the shower to get wet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is hilarious. That's hilarious. That's uh, Zach says Garrick Higo equals riding Dangerfield. No respect, Zach. You know what I call Garrick Higo? I call him Mister Three Under because he figures out a way every single round to shoot three under. He's a very, very good player, but he's not cracking top tens and top fifteens. Not right now. But I like him. Smooth lefty. Now, Patrick McDonald, I'm coming to you, big boy. Tell me why you like Henley, Kim, and Ryan. Going back to another smooth lefty. That's myself there, Coach, if you needed a hint. Uh, and I'm going a couple horses for courses. Russell Henley, three straight top ten finishes here. Probably should have won the tournament in 2021 when it was the six-man playoff. Really just gagged down the stretch. He entered yep. the final day with the 54-hole lead. 
missed, I want to say like two or three putts inside two feet. It was really ugly with the putter, but this is a new Russell Henley. He has since come and won at Mayakoba, another short positional golf course. And we've seen what he can do with the irons. When they're hot, they are red hot. Siwoo Kim is the same boat, like Steve said. Great history here, a winner here in 2016. And the guy this year for first-round leaders has kind of been Aaron Rye. Uh, he, he was first round leader there at Harbor Town, another short positional golf course. I've been I rode him, you know, last week at the 3M Open, top 20 finish. It was all right, but I, I think similar to JJ Spawn, he's very close to another contention run. We saw him there at the Canadian Open, almost uh, in that playoff. So Rye at 60 to one to round it out. And if you're watching and you don't know if it's Aaron Rye on your television screen or your iPad or your phone, look at the guy with two black gloves. Then you'll know that that is Aaron Rye. All right. Now, <clears throat> I said that was Sia's bread and butter, but this should be your bread and butter. And what am I talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Head-to-head matchups. And, Steve, I'm going to come to you first because all people have to do, if you guys are brand new to golf betting at home, first of all, welcome. You've come to the right place. But all you got to do is beat one guy. And it could be over on Friday. could be over on Sunday. But which did you find, Steve Scott, that you really liked? And tell me why, sir. Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, we talked about Alex Smalley. Here's why home course knowledge is so key at Sedgefield. Kind of like I said in the outset, you definitely need to understand the lines you have to take off the tees here. And there's some if you see those those little uh, videos I put out and you guys put out on the sports line on Twitter or on X, uh, as they're calling it now. You, I know, you have I know. To, Whatever, I can't get used to that. But <laughs> but you, you'll understand when you stand on those tee boxes, you can't see where you're going. So you need to know. And so Alex Smalley, home course knowledge, enough said. Billy Horschel over J.J. Spawn. Billy Horschel, what you have to understand about Billy, he is a very uh, motivated player when he gets going. And he is a momentum-type player as well. And he's had three top 10s, uh, three top 11s here uh, very recently, tied for 13th last week. J.J. Spawn tied for 69th here and three missed cuts in the last four years. So he doesn't know this place very well. It doesn't fit his eye. Definitely pick Billy Horschel here. And then Ben Griffin. You know, you talked about uh, maybe you're not so smart and go to Duke there, Patrick, but uh, he went to UNC, so not too far down the road. He's only played here once, but he finished tied for fourth, and that was last year. Uh, Harris English, I think he plays a little bit better on these big venues like where Arnold, with Bay Hill, where Arnold Palmer Invitational is, Wells Fargo. Uh, he doesn't quite uh, – he's missed the cut at places like the Open Championship, the Players, the Honda, Phoenix. They're very similar venues to this one statistically and how these course sets up. So I, I like Ben Griffin here at plus 100 over Harris. I absolutely love all three of your plays. Love. In fact, you can see I love the Billy Horschel play. I watched both of them up close and personal last week. Billy's playing really, really well. A nice top, I think, 15 finish. Definitely top 20. Patrick, 13th, what school? Yeah. Thank you. What did? Uh, where did you go to school at, Patrick? Oh, the premier Atlantic Coast Conference school, Virginia Tech. Uh, shout out my boy Joey Lane, Monday qualified actually into this tournament. Um, so, I mean, come on. Duke, Did you see the Brian? The UNC. Brian? I understand. I worked with an All-American female who went to Wake Forest last week. She played in the U.S. Open, and she broadcast in the afternoon when she played in the morning and then uh, flipped it. I don't know if you guys saw that story or not, but she announced the U.S. Open, and she played in it. And I worked with her last week. Her name's Emily. I can't remember her last name. I apologize. Miliacho. Miliacho. Yep. Thank you, Steve. Miliacho. Wake Forest. Winston-Salem. That's where I live, baby. I know it. 
<laughs> I love when you're on the show. I love when you were on the show. All right. So we've got a Virginia Tech. We've talked about North Carolina. We've talked about the entire ACC. Yeah. yeah. But let's go over to our resident Hokie, Patrick McDonald. Explain yourself. Yeah, I guess I guess we're going to SEC country now uh, with these three picks. And I, I like yeah. Sam Burns minus one twenty over Adam Scott. Like to see us said, he's going to take less than driver off the tee, put himself in position to attack. His putter is an absolute weapon. In his one start here, he finished t thirteen, so he knows how to get around this place. Meanwhile, Adam Scott, I, I just don't think he has the same type of ceiling as Sam Burns right now. So I'm going to take Burns at minus one twenty. I love Russell Henley this week minus one eighteen over Sung J M, who has looked really lost since going over to Korea and winning five missed cuts in his last nine starts. The iron play looks horrible. I I understand his course history is great here, but Russell Henley also has great course history and better current form. And then I'm going to go to his fellow Georgia Bulldog, Chris Kirk plus one Oh five over Steven Yeager. I I just don't really see why Kirk is the underdog in this one. I I see it more as a pick them. Same type of floors. I know I was all over Jaeger last week, but Kirk, you think short positional golf courses like a wildlife country club where he has played very well. He's made six straight cuts at this tournament. I like his floor and ceiling better than Jaeger and at plus money. I'll be a buyer in that. I really didn't think I would have to go here this week, but as I sit here and think, and I know that Steven Jaeger has Eight of his last nine rounds have been in the 60s. The only one last Friday. He's not in the 60s. So as I'm looking at your head-to-head, I can't help but think I could use a little extra cash heading into the <laughs> FedEx Cup playoffs. So Patrick McDonald, I'll take Steven Yeager. You can have Chris Kirk. Are you in or are you out? God, Coach, it's been a while. I know you've been picking on Sia this whole time, but, you know, Welcome to my domain. Snake, play that music. (laughs) My four favorite words, Snake, play that music. Big Cheesy, by the way, know what you're talking about before you send an insult. Weak coach, forget your co-host. She wasn't my co-host there, smart guy. I said I worked with her. I didn't say she was beside me. Daniel Chopra was PGA Tour winner. Stay on the couch and let the big kids play. Okay. <laughs> let the big kids play. All right. I think I'll go next because I'm on fire right now. Henley over Siwoo Kim. That's easy. Henley has great course uh, history here. Sunjay, we're all fading Sunjay. He just can't figure out right now. I watched him play last week. He doesn't know where the ball's going. He just doesn't. JT Poston, that's my guy. I had him top 20 last week, top 10 maybe. Can't remember. We catched it. Over. Ben on at minus 130. This should be minus 200. Quote of the year. I don't come here for second place when he went off the rocks and cost himself 260 large. Didn't phase him one bit. Then my last one, Horschel over JJ Spawn. Steve said it well enough for the both of us. Now, oh, I'm feeling fired up now. Counselor, you're up, big boy. All right. There was a question in the chat about where most of these picks are from. So I'll I'll clarify. They're mostly from, I think for everybody, mostly from DraftKings. So just an FYI on that. Um, And uh, so my first one is Ben Griffin over Brandon Wu. Uh, I I really like this play and it's because Brandon Wu's been so inconsistent and Ben Griffin, who's gained nine straight tournaments Mm -hmm. on approach, by the way, he's been really good. He's sort of found something with the approach play in particular. The putter's not bad either. So I'm taking Griffin's 
consistency, really good consistency over Brandon Wu's inconsistency. But there was a question regarding Ben Griffin over Harris English, which I also endorse. I know that's Steve Scott's play as well. So Ben Griffin plus 100 over Harris English. I'm fine with that. Ben Griffin minus 110 over Brandon Wu. That's what you can find at Caesars. My other two, these are DraftKings. Adam Shank minus 120 over Justin Suh. Yes, Adam Shank's history here is pretty bad, but Adam Shank is in a zone that he's never been in before. And Justin Suh, he is going to dominate on the greens. But other than that, getting to the greens, it's going to be a problem for him. Brandon Todd minus 120 over Gary Woodland. I've been a Gary Woodland guy, and I'm not really a Brendan Todd guy, but if I was ever going to take Brendan Todd, it would be here because the putter can get hot, whereas Woodland, it definitely can't get hot. And Brendan Todd on a positional course, he actually makes sense. And I've noticed over the last couple of tournaments, the play has been pretty good. So I think Brendan Todd minus 120 over Gary Woodland, who's going to lose it with the putter. I think that's a good play. Here's a little bonus information for all of you. Justin Suh, don't play him in a round matchup, meaning round one, round two, round three, round four. Here's why. Because he can spike, as Sia likes to say. He can go out and shoot a 64 or 65 any day. The problem is he gives way too many shots back, but you don't know where they're going to come. But they are going to come. And so he may screw you over if you bet him in round two, but the tournament, I absolutely love that. You know what, guys? I think I'm going to start instituting a rule that you have to have at least a fourth grade education to watch the early wedge. And here's what I mean by that. A lot of respect for DT in Phoenix in the chat. But he says, Coach, that's just three words. Snake, hit the music. Snake, hit the music. Is that not four? Is it not four? Thank you. Sorry, DT. Once again, <laughs> settle down over there. Settle down over there. Uh, you guys are fired up at home today, too. I like it. I like it. Now, <clears throat> we go from our head to heads. Everybody's gone, correct? Everybody's good? Are we mm -hmm. good? We're good. And let's go to our next thing. And this is where I've really been red freaking hot. I've hit at least three out of four the last two, maybe even three weeks. And I love the top 20s and the top 10s. And if you play at DraftKings, they always have top 30s and sometimes top 40s as well. By the way, Joe in the chat said, you remember that time that EC picked an amateur to finish top 40? Woof. Oh, yes, we remember that week. We remember that week. And you know somewhere EC is watching right now because Steve's on the show. And so EC, <laughs> we remember that week, big boy. FOMO, it's your worst attribute. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, let's start with, because <clears throat> I know that <clears throat> Patrick always sits this one out. He has to take a little break. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go to Sia Najad first. And I just mentioned the top 30s and the top 40s. Explain. Yeah, top 30, Alex Smalley. The good news here is he's only played this tournament twice and he's been inside the top 30 pretty comfortably. 29th once, but 13th the other time. So I think Alex Smalley, who's playing probably better now than he was the last two times he top 30 this tournament. I'm getting plus 110 for Alex Smalley top 30. Absolutely love that. Top 40, Lucas Glover at plus 100. He missed the cut last week. I was on him last week and not a good scene, but I'm not going to just come off of Glover just because of that. I will concede the ball striking. He had that little hot stretch. The ball striking has cooled off. And the putter is cooled off, too. But I think this is a great course for Lucas Glover. And I expect the putter to at least be decent, maybe a zero putter. And I expect the ball striking to rebound. So Lucas Glover plus 100. Adam Shank, we've already talked about him. I'll admit he's kind of boomer bust. But if he makes the cut, he's going to swim easily inside this top 40. So you're getting plus money there. And then finally, plus 100, Doug Gim. I mentioned him before. I don't need to go into it again, but this is a guy that's been relatively consistent. So I think over four rounds, you're going to see him finish inside the top 40. 
I like all of those. The, if you're, you're reading into what we're doing this week, a lot of it is players that are in form, but also players that have a lot to play for. And if you look at mine and C's and Steve's, a lot of those are like that. My four, absolutely like that. First of all, JT Poston, he's just red hot. He's playing great golf, and I love him for a top 10. We catched him last week, this week, plus 330. I love him. In fact, I may like him to win. Hold on for that. Then top 20, Bo Hostler. If you missed it last week, he set a PGA record. Well, he came within one of setting a PGA record. He set a personal record, eight straight birdies. He birdied the ninth hole through 16, all eight. And then on 17, he missed it. But he worked his way all the way up into a top five finish. I think he does it again. Then Billy Horschel, he's been playing really good last week. Had a nice top 20 finish. I like him at plus 280. The only reason the number is this, because he's been playing bad golf most of the year. But he's told us he's getting very close, and he's now playing like it. So let's let's buy into that number. And Nick 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 Hardy, if you don't like Nick Hardy or you don't know Nick Hardy, then you really don't know what he's playing like. Last week he had the highlight of the week when he broke his six iron. I think it was a six or seven, Steve, against a tree, completely snapped it and hit it to like eight feet and birdied the hole. It was amazing. Shot of the week. This guy out of Illinois is playing really good golf. He had another uh, a top 20 as well, plus 360 for a top 20. I love all four of my plays. Steve Scott, talk to me. Yeah, I mean, okay, so we've talked about Alex Smalley a little bit, but here's a little bit extra nugget on him. So first of all, this plus 220 that you're seeing for him, I found that one on FanDuel. Most of all the other ones I find on DraftKings, but on, on DraftKings, he's plus 180 for a top 20. So do a little shopping out there. Make sure you do that. Here's another nugget on Alex Smalley and why he's really connected to this golf tournament. Back in 2021, Mark Brazel, the tournament director at the Wyndham, he gave Alex Smalley a sponsor exemption when Smalley had no status on the PGA Tour. Well, what happened? He went out and finished tied for 29th, which gave him enough non-member FedEx Cup points to make it to the Corn Ferry Tour Finals, where he ultimately made his tour card just a month or two later. So he's got some really great ties to this event. And obviously, again, home course knowledge is huge. So I, I think there's a lot of things that line up for Alex Smalley this week. If you don't bet him for top 20, bet him for something better than that, because he's just absolutely worth it. Now, Lucas Glover, top 40, th this is a given for me. He's played 46 rounds here. Uh, there's only one person that's played more, and that's Webb Simpson with 51. Uh, and he knows all the nuances and all the, the shots that favor uh, him out here. And I think this golf course favors a bit of a draw, the right-to-left uh, shot shape that Lucas prefers. So uh, I like him definitely in there. Brian Stewart, here's somebody, if you want to throw just a little bit of a, a tenth of a unit or whatever you want to put on him, I think he's undervalued on this golf course. He hasn't played very well, but this is a horses for courses sort of place. He's made the cut the last four years here with three top 40s in that group. So, you know, just, you know, if you're feeling a little bit lucky on him, I think he's a somebody who you could get a lot of value out of. Steve, chat question for you from Gord. You mentioned Webb Simpson. He says, how do we feel about a top 20 at plus 410? I hate the form, but the history here is undeniable. Your thoughts? I mean, I look, yeah, he, he plays this golf course really well. Um, he hasn't played great this year. He's had one top 10. Uh, that was earlier tied for seventh at Valspar. But I, I, I mean, I can't deny him on this golf course. And he grew up not too far away in Raleigh. Uh, he's very comfortable in these conditions and loves this golf course. So, yeah, if you're feeling a, a little bit for Webb, uh, give it a shot. His form isn't great, though, but 
you know, this golf course may bring in the best out of Webb. And we know he's a major champion. He knows what it takes to play well. So he's a guy that can do it. Will he? That remains to be seen. But, Gord, thank you for your question. Now, we're very, very blessed to be working for CBS. We love the network. We love the sports that we get to do. We love the shows that we get to do. But in golf, every single player and announcer and handicapper, we work towards one thing and one thing only. And it starts next week. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. By the way, the first player you saw in that video was Justin Thomas. Last year, Tom Kim needed a win to make it in the playoffs for different reasons. JT, I would say, Steve, wouldn't you say a top 10 to jump eight spots this week? Yeah, I think they say he's got to finish at worst tied for 18th or 18th place or better. Uh, so okay. that's the very worst, and that depends on everybody else as well. Okay. Well, not too many people feel like Justin Thomas is going to win this week. Who do we think is going to get the job done? Well, that's where we've arrived right here, right now on the early wedge. Patrick McDonald, I'm going to come to you first because I feel like a lot of us, except for Sia, of course, we really honed in on one player, one person that we think can get the job done. Who are you taking? It pains me to say being a Virginia Tech Hokie, but I'm going to go to the Virginia Cavalier himself. Oh. Georgetown Prep's finest, Denny McCarthy, 28-1. to 1. Yeah, I'm pulling out the high school as well there, Coach. Come on, you think I didn't do my research. Over the last three months, he is number one in total strokes gained in this field. Denny McCarthy, accurate off the tee. The best putter in the field. Wedge play is dynamite. He's come very close over the last three months. You think about the Memorial Tournament. Easily could have won that if he had just made par on the final hole. Uh, shot 60 at the Travelers Championship. Was in contention at the John Deere Classic. I think he is very, very close to knocking down the door. And I think he's going to give Captain Zach Johnson just a little bit more to think about with the U.S. Ryder Cup looming. I am so glad you brought that up. I said at the top of the show, every player is playing for different reasons. The Ryder Cup is a big one. Uh, by the way, Zach is asking about Aberg, top 20 plus 210. Zach, 
I'll take this one. The man's run out of gas. Over the weekend, he couldn't get around on the ball. I think he's just super tired. He's played every single start that he's been eligible for since he came out of college. I just think he's just done right now. I would not bet him this week. But you can if you want. All right. So we have Denny McCarthy. Then we have uh, Steve Scott. You want to back that up? Yeah, I've totally backed that up. Definitely motivation is huge, but and he hasn't locked up his spot necessarily in the tour championship as well as he's played this year. He sits 25th in the FedEx Cup list. So, I mean, as well as he's played, he feels like he should be in the tour championship this year. Plus, thanks to our friends at Data Golf, uh, this golf course fit is very similar to three places that he's played very well this year. Muirfield Village, TPC River Highlands, and TPC Sawgrass, all in the top 13. Uh, I, I just think this is a it's a Denny McCarthy uh, week this week. And if he can just roll a couple putts in like he usually does, this will be a great week. It is so nice to see somebody else like myself do all the extra work and go to data <laughs> golf and really break it down with all the numbers because I do the same thing every single week that I'm not at home. <laughs> In a different city. No, I don't do that. Steve does a lot more homework than I do. All right. I'm going with one man. And the reason I'm going with JT Poston is because of his recent form. He also, when you watch him play, you can't tell how into it he is. But he is big time into it. He's played here in the played well here in the past. And I think right now with his number, he's kind of in that gray area. But with another big finish like last week, he can really set himself up for the Tour Championship. I think JT Poston is in terrific form, and I think he wins this week. I really, really do. See ya. Talk to me. Yeah, I, I think I think that Denny and JT plays are, are really, really smart plays. I'm going to start with Alex Smalley. We've talked about him enough. I will say this. His odds when the week opened were a little bit longer than this. So you're not getting the best number at 35 to 1, but that looks like where it is at most places. So I still like it because I think Alex Smalley is live to win, and 35 is long enough. Uh, Aaron Rye, you know, I'm going to steal this from Patrick. I'm surprised he didn't have it on his list, but Aaron Rye seems like a very good course fit here. And if the putter can get going, which it, it tends to with Aaron Rye, or at least it can, uh, I think 40 to one is a fair number. This seems like the right course for him. I noticed a lot of people like the Steven Yeager pick in the chat at 45 to one. I mean, when you look at Steven Yeager, when you, again, when you look at the metrics, it, it what it tells me is that he is about to win. That's what the metrics tell me. And for the record, they, they tell me the same thing about Alex Smalley as well. So I think 45 to one is a very fair number for a guy that, when I opened the show, I said some house, some non-household names can win this tournament. Jaeger's one of those guys. And then Thomas Dietrich, this one's a little bit out of left field, which is why it's 60-1. to 1. Thomas Dietrich is kind of like Sam Burns' light as it pertains to this tournament, where I think he's, you know, he's relatively inaccurate. I think he's going to club down and keep himself in the fairway. And if that happens, what Thomas Dietrich is doing really, 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 one more, really well, is the approach play. And the putter, like the, like that's been really hot for him. So if he keeps himself in the fairway, I actually think he can contend at this tournament at 60 to one. So give me TD. It must be football season. We're Sean Alexander days away from football season. That's 37 for you uneducated there. TD, give me Thomas Dietrich at 60 to one. So many people were complaining about that this morning on the early edge. Where's our days to football with Sia? Easy. He's got the day off. Sort of, until the early wedge. By the way, I would hate for you to talk smack to Patrick McDonald, but it sounds like you're on my side of the showdown. Yes? I am. Yeah, I, I, it was it was a little touch and go for me, which is why I didn't join in, but I am definitely on your side of the showdown, yes. How does that feel, Patrick? I mean, it, it's Denny McCarthy week. You think two-for-one specials. It, it all makes sense in my book. 
Can, can I say, Coach, I'm partly saying that because we have a little Virginia rivalry going on. So I'm, I'm from yeah. Virginia as well. I went to Langley High School, James Madison for undergrad, University of Richmond for law school. Don't worry about it. Uh, but I will say this about Virginia Tech. We are only 25 days away from, from college football season. Their enter Sandman runout is the best pre-game experience of all time. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just YouTube it right now or just watch the Virginia Tech games. It is the best pre-game runout I've ever seen in any context, in any sport. Go Hokies. Or you can go back to a little event called One Night Stand when the actual Sandman, the pro wrestler, did his entrance to enter Sandman, and I nearly got beat up by an entire arena of people. <laughs> wow. It happened. I was scared. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. It really happened. Hammerstein Ballroom. New York City. Now, <clears throat> we've arrived. We've done our wins. We've done our finishing positions. We've done our head-to-heads. We've done our DFS. Now it's a spot that if we can hit even one of these, our back pockets, our wallets are going to be very, very happy. But these are just a little sprinkle, just a little sprinkle. So, Patrick McDonald, let's start with you. Who do you have in this section? Look, I'm going to apologize in advance if the train uh, horn sounds off. Typically, it's a good sign, but I've been tailing enough of CEO's first-round leaders plays where you know, I'm going to be moving here soon. So the train's <laughs> going to come and go. Everyone, wave goodbye. Kiss, bon voyage, adios. Uh, you know, say your prayers for the train. But I'm going with Andrew Putnam, 80-1. to 1. Uh, like I said, this guy is striking his irons terrifically. He's one of the most accurate drivers of the golf ball and a great putter. 80 to 1, I believe, is too long. I think it should be closer to 60 or 65. It opened at 110 to 1. I know C always touts his sports line article. I'm back on the site as well. I put it out at 110 to 1 Monday morning. So down to 80. I still love the play. Andrew Putnam, if not Denny. It'll be him. And you can get all these plays. You can get the article, not all these plays, but the articles. You can get M squared, but you got to be a Sportsline member to do it. Come on in. The water's warm. Shallow end. Don't stretch yourself. All right. Steve Scott, I'm looking at a first-round leader. I'm looking at a winner. I want you to tell me why these two veterans, why a former FedEx Cup champion you think can get the job done. Yeah, I mean, Webb Simpson, uh, we talked about his course history here. Two runner-ups, a third, a tied for seventh uh, in the last five years. So he's not playing well this year, but sometimes you get on these golf courses and they really kind of spark a lot of great memories. So you never know with Webb Simpson, and uh, I, I think he really likes this golf course a lot. Throw a little bit on him. And I got to go with my Florida Gator, Billy Horschel, for the outright winner. Plus 6,000, this is on FanDuel. Plus 5,500 on DraftKings. So you get a little better a uh, little better value for your money there on uh, FanDuel. And he plays great here. He's such a momentum-type player. And when he finds something in his golf swing, I mean, you know he's kind of a tinkerer and he does a lot of work. But when he finds something and he gets on a roll, you roll with the Billy Ho. Let's repeat what you just said. <laughs> if he gets on a roll, <laughs> you can roll. With Billy Ho. Billy Ho. Yeah. I love that. By the way, FanDuel, if you're watching, and I know you are, and you're looking for a golf show to put into your stable, <laughs> call me. Call me. <laughs> all right. See you, Najad. <laughs> I know we all would love to go there. All right. Not the channel, just the sports book. Relax. All right. See you. Talk to me. 
By the way, I fully endorse uh, the Billy Horschel winner and the Andrew Putnam uh, winner play. I think those are really, really smart plays. I'm going to go first round leader. If you if you remember from earlier in the show, I only gave you first uh, three first round leaders, which is unorthodox. I'm usually giving you four or five at least. Well, I've got three long shots to add to add to it, and it, they're all they all happen to be eighty to one. Nikolai Hoygaard, wow, Nikolai Hoygaard at eighty to one. He is, you know how I said Sam Burns is like, you know, he, he is sort of, or I, Thomas Dietrich is the, the discount Sam Burns. I think Nikolai Hoygaard is in that Thomas Dietrich uh, frame where he's a little inaccurate off the tee, but if he keeps it in the fairway, you're looking at really good approach shots and really good putting from him. So first round leader specifically, I think is nice at 80 to one. Doug Gim, we've already talked about, and Adam Shank, we've already talked about. These guys are no stranger to going low in any particular round. So really like them in the first round. And then finally, my winner again, be cautious. The history for Adam Shank is not good, but he's just playing at a different level right now. And I think if he can get it going, I noticed when I looked at his history, when it comes to this event, there was a lot of things that were off in different places, whether it was around the green, sometimes with the putter, sometimes with the approach play. I just think it's if he can fix one of those things that that usually plagues him at this tournament, he can really catch fire. So again, 80 to one. These are all 80 to one. Uh, these are my long shots. To back up your point, though, Adam Schenk has had some really high finishes at other places that he didn't have any course history at. So yeah. I don't think that matters so much this week for him when you're on point. Uh, by the way, some of you are figuring out that I'm playing a parlay. It's not an EC special. An EC special is when you put like three or four things together that has no shot of winning. But Rick, I see you. And yes, I do it just for him. Because EC sits at home every single week. He goes, man, I wish I was on the early wedge. Coach, please put me on the early wedge. Well, I'll see him in exactly 13 minutes on Early Edge and 5 at 4 p.m. Eastern time. I encourage all of you to watch that show. More best bets for the night in sports. But my final two picks, I think these are fantastic. And all three of these gentlemen do too because they picked Denny McCarthy all over the place. Yeah, JT posting in. How about a little nice little plus 5,500? They got to finish in the top five. I get that. I think they both can get it done. And then... Adam Shank, I'm backing up seeing Najad. This man, it's almost he's almost been unlucky not to have won. He has positioned himself so well all year, but just something happened. Either hit it behind a tree, had to hit it left-handed, whatever it was, couldn't get it done. Now, if you don't have enough picks on this show, I don't know what else you want us to do. But we'll have picks every single day this week, round by round, round one, round two, all the way through Sunday. So tune into the Early Edge to get those. And you all know, I like to end every one of our shows asking my guys, what's the number one most important thing they're looking forward to this week? You can use this information for this week or use it into the playoffs. But listen, Patrick, let's start with you. Like Steve Scott uh, said, I'm looking to roll, roll, roll some momentum into the playoffs. And look, I know JT hasn't played well this year at all, but you look at the playoff courses. He hasn't done worse than a T26 finish across all three of them. He won at TPC Southwind in seven starts at Eastlake. He has seven top seven finishes. So something along those lines, maybe not from JT, but maybe from a Siwoo Kim or a Denny McCarthy or a Russell Henley who can really make a charge in the postseason and make a lot of money in the process. I love that take. See ya. What's your take? Well, you asked for this week. I'm going to tell you today. I, I'm waiting for some more nuggets from Steve Scott, which I know there's going to be some videos released uh, on the Twitter Sportsline account, if not other social media platforms. I am completely full from all the nuggets he's dropped, and I can't wait for a few more. And I also can't wait for us to cash maybe one of these sort of long shotish outrights that I think have plenty of potential and win equity in this tournament, more so than most because of how fragile it is at the top. 
DT in the chat. This is why I love the chat, because we can get on each other, and then it's all love at the end of the day. He says, love it, guys. Thanks for all the knowledge. Even if my fourth grade West Coast Conference education can't always process it all, as always, fun and entertaining and enlightening. And as Sia said, Sia, we or Steve, we cannot tell you how much we've enjoyed adding you to the early wedge team this year. And you're a member of this team. Make no mistake about it. What are you Thank looking you. forward to this week? Uh, well, I'm looking forward to a great putter doing great this week. I mean, you got to, if you have, uh, if you're in between some players this week, look for that. But th- this is, uh, this is the motivation time. This is the time where, you know, the, the rubber hits the road and the guys are either going to be in the playoffs or out of the playoffs. And uh, you got to pick a couple of those guys who are just outside that top 70 who have a lot of motivation to play for. I think JT does get it done this week. I really do. I think this is a week that he does it. Um, and I love dropping all the nuggets. Just call me Chick-fil-A. We're in North Carolina. It's a sweet tea day. Wow. Somewhere AB is saying, wait a second. That's gimmick infringement right there. That's all, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll deal with AB. Don't even worry about it. So I'm going to piggyback <laughs> off what Steve just said. Because the last couple of years, before the last couple of years, this was always the week that kind of they played out the string. No longer. This is where players try to get in. The JTs the KH Lees of the world is where players try to move up because you know the higher you finish at the Tour Championship, the more money you're going to make and the staggered finish changes everything or staggered uh, getting in changes everything. There's never been a more important regular season finale than we have this week. And I've got to finish with a question because I can't believe this to be true. See you, Najat. Are you having buckets on see you, Najat sports coming up soon? Oh, yeah, Joe, thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, 7 o'clock Thursday. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's actually not a sports show. It's about motivating people and generating healthy habits and things of that nature and trying to get people to do what their dreams are instead of what they feel like they have to do. And, Coach, you've obviously been on that show. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, in fact, I think you were my first guest on that show. And long story short, we'll be doing this with buckets, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Thursday. So we're just a couple of days away. I know we tease buckets all the time, but this is a young man who was selling real estate two years ago. We found, I found him on social media, and look what he's doing now. You can hear his entire story. Tune in to see in Ajaz Sports. I love it. I absolutely love it. You get so much good information and motivation. Oh, that sounded really good, too. All right. What another great show. What another great show. I'm pumped, and I am ready for the final regular season event of the PGA Tour schedule. So with all of that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these early wedge tickets. Except for Chris Kirk over Steven Yeager. To the pay window for my entire crew. Love ball. Patrick McDonald, the counselor, my man Steve Scott. And don't forget about the snake. He makes the show look fantastic, and it's always popping. I am simply the coach trying to keep this train on said track. Tune in if you're watching us live at the top of the hour for Early Edge in 5. We enjoy all of you. We thank you for tuning in and making this show the success that it has become. We grind for you so we can win with you. It's what we're all about right here at the Early Wedge. Good luck. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.